and welcome to The Blueprint Lifestyle Design Podcast. Unpacking and applying creative design principles to help you live your maximized life. And now, ready to help you design and build your ultimate awesome future, here's your host, Andrew Lord. Hello everyone and welcome back to The Blueprint. I hope you're doing really well today. Today we're going to be talking about how to wrestle the chaos of life and uh, what to be do what to do some strategies to help you when life gets a little bit crazy and the reason that i am talking about that today is because i am absolutely exhausted it's been a huge week uh, we have had so many uh, programs launching this week by the time you hear this podcast we would have uh, closed the doors to a bunch of uh, different programs including project space and launching your passion project um, but I want to help you to understand what I do as a life coach, you know, to make myself more efficient and not to allow the pressures of life to steal away my joy and my peace and, and being centered on my truth, you know, my core purpose as I face those very common challenges of feeling overwhelmed by time pressures. Uh, we're going to talk about how do you maintain your health and well-being even when there's more on your plate than you can possibly handle. How do we keep living the maximized life even when life gets crazy and chaotic? All right, we're going to be getting into that in just a little minute. But before I go any further, I just want to let you know this episode is sponsored by the Lifestyle Design Quiz. Now, the Lifestyle Design Quiz is a free online quiz. It'll take you about five minutes to do it. And when you've answered all the questions, you get a free personalized report that's got a bunch of coaching questions uh, that go with it. All right. And once you answer those coaching questions, you're going to get much, much clearer on your signature strength, what's your focus for growth, and you'll be clearer on some of these ways that are going to help you to focus your energy and stop feeling so overwhelmed, which is what today's episode is all about. And I know that there could be some people out there who are listening to this podcast saying, man, I am so overwhelmed. I totally agree with you. I don't have time to sit down and do an online quiz. I'm too busy for that. Um, but yeah, and you may be listening to this podcast because you're at the gym or, you know, you're, you're driving or something like that. And you know that you can do two things at once. Uh, but you don't have time to sit down and do an online quiz. Well, I'm going to give you some tough love right now and tell you if you think that you cannot spare five minutes to invest in yourself, to improve your productivity, to improve your positivity, then you absolutely are mistaken. And I think that you need to take this quiz um, more than anyone else. You need to invest time in yourself. If you're feeling overwhelmed, if life is crazy, that is not the time to abandon self-care. That is not the time to abandon doing the smart things that you know that put you into a prime state to get the best out of yourself. Okay, so some tough love right from the start. Probably shouldn't have come straight out of the gate with that one. Probably should have nursed you in with some, some of the nicer principles and the benefits of doing these things first. Um, but I hope that you're not getting offended and wanting to turn me off. Um, but if you do, if you do stick with me, uh, I know that you're going to get a lot of benefit out of the principles that I'm just about to share. So please do, please stick with me and um, let's get into it. All right, what to do when life gets a little bit crazy. Some practical tips from a life coach who knows what it's like to wrestle the chaos. All right, and the first thing that I want to talk about is creating space for peace. You need to put 
value on your own mental health okay when you are waking up and getting into a day that looks absolutely crazy if you are not placing value on your own mental health then you're going to just be the martyr and you're going to just sacrifice yourself at the expense of everybody else and all the tasks that you have on your to-do list and you need to understand the positive purpose of mental fitness so the positive purpose of mental fitness is not just about making you feel good it's not just about being happy it's also putting you into a state where you can be more efficient more productive so if you say well i can't do i can't look after myself because i need to uh, do all of these things well by actually not looking after yourself then you're not doing those things to the best of your ability so it's really uh, important the to-do list it can be a really uh, great thing it can be a powerful tool to you know to start getting things done but it can also become a tool that you can use to beat yourself up with uh, when you don't do the things uh, when you don't do all the things that are on it and what often happens is we do put way more things on our to-do list than we can possibly do and that empowers the to-do list to become this thing that we use to beat ourselves up so to-do lists aren't good or bad we just have to be aware about how we're going to use it so we're going to be talking about that in a minute the other thing that we need to realize is that overwhelm is based on perception and what that means is that overwhelm is a state of mind it's not actually a reality in certain circumstances you might be able to handle 10 things on your plate at once in certain circumstances you don't or you can't so overwhelm is all about perception and as one of my clients said this week doesn't matter if pressure is real or perceived if you feel it's real then it is next point is that unloading stress can be healthy or it cannot be healthy there is some healthy ways that you can unload stress and there's some really unhealthy ways uh, that you can unload stress as well you know when we're eating when we eat food when we sustain our bodies with the food that we eat there's obviously some waste that is produced and to try and hold on to that is a very unhealthy thing to do you know it's not healthy not to expel that waste but it's also equally unhealthy if you expel it and then you go and smear it all around the place you to go and share it in places that it's not really wanted to be shared um, that can be just as unhealthy and and very offensive so we have to unload our stress we have to get rid of the you know the tension and the yuck that comes with um, having tough times and tough days but we need to do that in a really healthy way so that we're not uh, creating an unhealthy environment around us as well okay so that's the first principle that i wanted to cover creating space for peace the next one is very important we need to create space for gratitude first point i want to make about that one is that gratitude is a choice some people think that you know when things start going well then i'll be grateful and i want to say no you need to make the choice right now to be grateful and there are practices i'm going to share some uh, later in the podcast some practices that you can do to start uh, improving your gratitude muscle if you struggle with being grateful then uh, that's because you're not identifying the things that are around you that you can be grateful for doesn't matter what your circumstances are and you know there are some people in some incredibly tough circumstances right now but it doesn't matter what your circumstances are 
being grateful is one of the things that is going to empower you to perform at your best in those tough circumstances. So it's kind of counterintuitive because when you're in tough situations, you, uh, you lose touch with what you're grateful for, but it is absolutely the key to uh, help move you forward when, um, when you need it most. Gratitude primes you for positivity and positivity allows your brain to function at a higher level. So positivity gives you energy. Uh, there's, a, there's a verse in the Bible and I think it is so true that says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So that joy that comes to us from uh, connecting with a higher power gives us strength. It gives us motivation. So positivity is fuel for what we want to do in our life. Positivity helps to connect us with our purpose and to be so much more productive than when we're operating at negative, neutral or stress. There's all sorts of scientific research uh, to back that up. Uh, Sean Acor is probably one of the main uh, academics who has looked into uh, this research. He's written a book called The Happiness Advantage. He talks about ways that you can be more happy and positive in the present and that not only um, you know, that's not only a good thing to for your own uh, mental health and well-being, but it also improves your motivation, improves your ability to work hard. And because you're, it improves your ability to work hard, then you end up going on and being more successful. And there's all sorts of statistics how positivity improves your motivation, your innovation. Uh, salespeople are better at sales, uh, doctors are better at diagnosing their patients, students are better at learning and retaining information when they're operating at positive instead of negative, neutral or stress. So there is so many benefits to priming yourself, uh, priming yourself to be positive. Okay, the next one that I want to cover is creating space for creativity. So when we have a to-do list, when we have a big day, like just massive stuff that we have got to get through and we look at it and we go, wow, there is no way I'm going to be getting that done unless I you know, work till midnight tonight. That is a to-do list is a linear list of tasks. All right. So a task oriented day is linear. And what that means is it's one thing, next thing, next thing, next thing. And there is a time for that. I'm not saying there's never a time for that, but what it can do is you can miss out on creative win-win solutions. So when you're thinking laterally, when you're thinking out of the box, sometimes there is such a thing as doing three things at once, okay? And it's, I'm not talking about, you know, multitasking because science has shown that multitasking is um, not, a, not a good move. You're actually... Um, decreasing your productivity when you're when you're multitasking i'm talking about genuine synergistic win-win solutions and you need creativity you need to have your creativity engaged to get you to those win-win solutions so divergent thinking is one aspect of creativity now divergent thinking means thinking of all sorts of different uh, solutions for one particular problem you can learn divergent thinking. It's not that some people are born creative and some people aren't. And I hear this a lot. Some people say, yeah, I'm, not just, I'm just not a creative person. Well, actually, that's not true. You can learn to be a divergent thinker and divergent thinking is an aspect of creativity. So you can learn creativity. Creativity is a learned skill. And I think 
I'd like to make a point on that. We're always talking about education and the best ways to do education here on the Blueprint Podcast. And I need to make a note that traditional schooling kills divergent thinking and it kills creativity. This needs to be restored to live a maximized life. A lot of the uh, clients that I work with are successful in a traditional sense in that they have they've jumped through all the hoops. They've, you know, followed the social script. They've done, they've been obedient. You know, they have gone through what they needed to go through in traditional education, in school, then in university. And they get to the end of that and they think, is this it? You know, surely this can't be it. They need to have their creativity re-empowered to be able to rethink their life and to think about the possibilities of their life. So creativity is an essential element if you're going to be living a, a maximized life. And if you've got kids uh, and you, they're going to school and they're just jumping through the hoops, I really encourage you to make sure that you are nurturing their creativity in every way that you can because traditional schooling is killing it uh, at the same time. Okay, creative space for vision. We need to create a space for empowering ourselves with vision. So that means to reconnect with your why. If you haven't watched Simon Sinek's talk on finding your why, uh, then I'm going to put a link to that just below the podcast. And um, when you get a time, when you get a chance, when life is a little bit less chaotic, then um, you know, take some time to have a look at that video. It's a fantastic video talking about the biology of our brains and how why is so important for us and how great leaders always lead with why. Motivation evaporates really fast without a compelling purpose. So with the to-do list, we can kind of get through stuff. We can just go through the motions. We can, uh, you know, tick things off our list, but you don't want your full life to be like that. You don't want that to characterize your whole life. Yes, we have to do that some days, but if life becomes that, then you are living a very um, shallow empty form of existence compared to what you can have. I'm sorry if that's offensive to you or you feel challenged by that, but that that is the reality. You know, if, if you have a strong sense of purpose, if you wake up every morning knowing, you know, this is what I'm doing. I am making the world a better place because I know that I'm born for this purpose and this is what I'm doing. And I know that my, my actions are going to align with that today. Then you are you're going to feel motivated, okay? You're going to feel empowered to take the action on your to-do list. I love the quote by um, Jim Quick. I'm, I'm listening to his audio book at the moment called Limitless, and I'll put a link to that uh, just below wherever you're listening to this podcast as well. But I absolutely love uh, this book. He, he, um, he unpacks everything really, really well, and he's got a great framework to do it. So I highly recommend it. But one of the quotes that he shares is that reasons gets results. Your vision primes your brain to find solutions. So when you spend time uh, creatively designing or creatively articulating your vision, it tells your brain, this is what success looks like. Now go and find the solutions. And I've heard all sorts of stories about people's um, RAS, their reticular activating system being empowered by simply coming up with uh, what is the vision statement that they're trying to achieve. 
the statistics on setting goals says that you are 42% more likely to reach your goals just by writing them down. 42% more likely to reach your goals just by writing them down. And so there's all sorts of other scientific studies that have been done to show that vision primes your brain to find solutions. Now flowing on from that one, we need to create space for alignment. Now what alignment is, alignment means does your actions that you're taking every day, do they align with your vision? So if you've got a really strong sense of purpose, let's say you know that my purpose is to look after cats, for example, and yet my day-to-day -day job is that I run a concreting business and I have nothing to do with cats, then there's not a huge alignment between my vision and, or my purpose and my actions, all right? But let's talk about my life. You know, I have this purpose to maximize the human experience. That's my call. That's my vision. I want to co-create 10,000 success stories. And every time I get a new client, I think here is another success story. And so I'm incredibly excited and motivated to sign up a new client just because I get excited by my vision and excited by the potential that uh, this new client has to offer. So that's in me, you know, that is something that uh, I've worked on and that's my vision. My day-to-day -day action is running my life coaching business. So I've got a fairly high level of alignment. Now, obviously there's things that I have to do that I don't particularly like and that don't align with my vision. But if, if I can see the connection between the actions that I take and the vision that I have, my purpose, then I'm going to be so much more motivated uh, to, to get those things done. And I know I'm talking a lot about motivation, but motivation is such a, a key point that we need to remember. As I said right at the start, overwhelm is a state of mind. Motivation is kind of feeling the opposite of overwhelmed. If you feel motivated, you can't feel overwhelmed because you... Motivation is a sense of I've got this and overwhelm is a sense of I don't got this. Okay, so you can see that they're, they're polar opposites there. The next one I want to talk about is creating space for planning. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, wow, he's going through a lot of creating space for, uh, maybe he missed the point that I don't actually have space in my day at the moment. I'm feeling, you know, overwhelmed. Let stick with me, okay? Make sure you come back to me, stick with me till the end. I am going to tell you a super simple strategy at the end on how you can combine all of these create space aspects that I'm talking about into a simple win win solution that's not going to take you any more than 15 minutes in the morning and maybe 15 minutes in the evening as well. So stick with me. This next one is create space for planning. Now, creative solutions require diligent implementation. So I talked before about divergent thinking and creating space for creativity. That's one aspect of how to be successful. Another aspect of how to be successful, kind of the opposite in, in some ways, is the time for laser focus. And if you've done the lifestyle design quiz, the sponsor for this episode is the lifestyle design quiz. Some people come out as innovative um, people or have a high level of innovation and so they're highly creative people other people come out as highly diligent people and these you you need both of these qualities all right so leadership is innovative leadership is inspiring and empowering people to move forward management is diligence 
Okay, management is just the day-to-day task, the routine, getting the stuff done. And we need to have both. So we want to talk about ways that you can leverage your strength, but also work on your weakness. So if you've got a strong, strong uh, innovation strength, then uh, then you you may need to work on your your diligence and your your implementation. If you're really good on your implementation, then you're probably the sort of person that needs to work on your divergent thinking. Uh, I guess the point of all of that is to make sure that you go and take the lifestyle design quiz to find out where you sit. When you're overwhelmed, it's because you're struggling to make decisions. So what planning does is it allows you to pre-make those decisions when possible. So when you get into a crazy sort of a day, if you take some time as the leader to map out what your day is going to look like, and I'm not saying being so strict that you can't change it if you have to, but map out what the day is going to look like because if you're having to think every single hour, okay, what am I going to do now? Then you're going to probably spend at least 10 minutes of that hour getting your head in the zone to actually do that work. And by the end of the day, that's, you know, that's another hour or maybe an hour and a half that you have wasted and you don't have time for that. Okay, so there's a thing called context switching. I was just sharing that um, with a client before I recorded this podcast. Context switching is where you use Uh, a certain part of your brain just from moving from one activity to the other. So let's say we have two activities that we've got to do. We've got to choose between those. We've got to orientate ourselves towards those two activities. If I'm trying to do, you know, a couple of things at once, you sort of think, well, I've got 50% of my brain available for this activity and 50% of my brain available for this activity. But that's not actually true. What you've got is 40% of your brain available for this activity, 40% of your brain available for this activity, and 20% of your brain capacity is being used on context switching. It's being used to divert your focus back and forth, reorientate yourself and get yourself back in the zone for each of those two activities. By the time you've got five different activities on the go and lots of entrepreneurs, lots of educators, lots of parents that I work with, five is like a normal day for them. By the time you've got five activities on the go at once, you have 25% of your brain available for work on those activities. So that's not 25% each, obviously, that's 5% per activity, 25% total available to work on those activities, brain capacity, the other 75% is just to do with context switching. It's just being totally consumed by shifting your your mind back and forth between these, um, these different ideas. And I think you can see how inefficient that is. So if you were to divide your day up, let's say you work a 10 hour day, massive day, that means you're only really getting two and a half hours work done. I'm just going to pause and let that sink in for a minute. You just worked a 10-hour day, but you only got two and a half hours work done because you had five things on the go at once. Seven and a half hours, equivalent to seven and a half hours, gets wasted on context switching. Now, they have done science back in the 60s to prove this is true. When I am telling you this, I can hardly believe that it's true, but they have done science to show that this is true. And um, if you are feeling overwhelmed, 
that's the state that you're in. And I'm guessing that the obvious thing that's coming up for you right now is I don't have time for all of this. I don't have time for all of these create space for, for planning, create space for peace, create space for creativity, create space for vision, create space for gratitude, create space for alignment. You know, I've just gone through all of these things that I want you to create space for. And the obvious instant reaction is I don't have time for that. Okay. As I said to you right at the beginning, you don't have time not to do this. All right. That's the first point I want to make. You are going to get yourself into such a better state if you are making time to invest in yourself. And I, the next point that I want to reassure you with is I said, you know, what if I told you that you can do all of these things and put yourself into peak mental state just by applying one simple morning and evening ritual each day? Would you want to know it? The answer is yes or yes. Okay. And it's called the GVFD framework. All right, and I'm going to show you how you can get your hands on the GVFD framework right now. Okay, so it's a free download. I've created this uh, free document. Uh, I didn't create it specially for this podcast. This is the same document that I share with all my paying clients, but I want to give it away to you uh, just to say thank you for showing up and, and being a part of my tribe. So www.blueprintlifeacademy.com.au forward slash GVFD and GVFD stands for gratitude, vision, focus and debrief and I'm going to go through each of those stages with you right now. So gratitude, first of all, ask what are you grateful for about the world and or about yourself? Try to identify five things in three minutes. So it's only going to take you three minutes and what that's doing is it's retraining your RAS. It's retraining your reticular activating system to start working for you. And if you haven't heard me talk about the RAS before, the RAS is this uh, part of your brain. It sits at the top of your spinal column and it controls the flow of information that gets through to your conscious awareness. It sits there and says, you know, not important, not important, not important. And it allows certain things to come through to our conscious awareness and uh, certain things to not. Now, it's really important that it's functioning because if it's not functioning, then we would just get inundated with all this different information about the world and we wouldn't be able to function. We would just be overwhelmed by the stimulus um, from the world around us. You know, we would hear every little cricket, every little breeze we would notice every little color we would notice every single little thing and so we just couldn't function our our conscious mind is not designed to handle that sort of information there's billions of bits of information coming through your senses every second your conscious awareness is only designed to handle you know five or six of those at any one point in time and so your reticular activating system sits there at the, the gateway to your conscious awareness and just says, no, nah, not important, not important, not important. Oh, that's important. Let that through. Okay. Now, the key thing here is that we can, re we can train our reticular activating system to notice certain things or to not notice certain things. So I don't know if you've ever had that experience where you're buying a new car. Let's say it's a red Suzuki Swift and you've been looking at them online and you start, um, thinking, hey, yeah, I wouldn't mind a red Suzuki Swift. And then all of a sudden, there's red Suzuki Swifts everywhere. And it's like, hey, everyone stole my idea. Everyone's buying a red Suzuki Swift. 
I can't believe how many of those things are on the road. And is that true? You know, did someone tap into your brain while you were sleeping at night and steal your idea? No, that didn't happen. Um, what actually happened was that you told or you trained uh, your reticular activating system. You upped the level of importance to notice red Suzuki Swifts. You now added a meaning to a red Suzuki Swift. So it, it increased in importance and now your reticular activating system allows that to get through and it's scanning and it's disregarding all the other cars that you see on the road you're not noticing all of those so it seems like maybe 50 percent of the cars that you see or 20 percent of the cars that you see are now suzuki swifts so can you see how this thing uh is working and this is why the the gratitudes are so important as you start to make note of gratitudes in your day it's training your reticular activating system to be grateful for things in your life and as you train your RAS you're going to start to notice more and more of the positive things that are around you and you have to believe me even when you're feeling overwhelmed even when you're feeling stressed there are so many things around you that you can be positive for and when you start to notice those things then you become more positive and as I said before, once you start priming yourself for positivity, you start to function at a higher level, you start to improve the results, you start to improve your creativity, you start to improve your capacity uh, to, to handle the problems just by shifting your positivity level. And the best way to shift your positivity level is with gratitudes. Okay, so that's step number one is gratitude. Step number two is vision. Don't forget you can get this download at blueprintlifeacademy.com.au forward slash GVFD. So what this next stage does is it combines the creativity and the vision piece. So again, it's about a three minute exercise. You're just doing a little bit of creative writing. And what you have to do is finish the sentence, success is. All right, so success is... You could write whatever you want to write there. If you're listening to this podcast and you, you're not traveling in the car and you're not at the gym, if you're actually listening to this podcast and you've got a pen and paper handy, I encourage you to pause it right now and to finish that sentence. Just do that activity right now. Success is uh, having a happy family and fulfill, feeling fulfilled in my work life. You know, you could come up with any definition that you like. All right. If you want to go next level, you can use a mind map. So not just finish the sentence but you know expand out and explore all the different ways that you would analyze success that's what this podcast is for me you know it's a way of exploring what is success and I get to talk to all sorts of amazing people about their definition of success just listening to this podcast is, is a great way for you to sort of reinforce this stage in, in your life so if you don't listen to this podcast regularly I encourage you to um you know, to make sure you subscribe and you'll get an email every Monday just to let you know that the next one has gone live. All right, so once every 90 days, I also have a vision day. So this is not something that I do every day, but I think it's important that I mention it here is I have a 90 day plan and I, I write out my, my, my purpose, my goal for those 90 days. And so I write out my purpose for the 90 days and I have a bunch of activities, aligned activities that I make sure are going to align with that vision uh, for the 90 days. And at the end of the 90 days, I have a reflection uh, 
session where I, I look back and I see what was successful, you know, what did I do really, really well? Did I achieve the results that I hoped for? If I did, congratulations and celebrate. If I didn't, you know, what went well and how can I improve? And the next stage from that is going on and saying, okay, what's going to come next? And I re, I come back to my life purpose. You know, I want to maximize the human experience. I want to help as many people as I can. I want to co-create 10,000 success stories. What do I need to do in the next 90 days to achieve that purpose? And so I set a vision for the next 90 days. And that's, uh, it's, I've been doing that for probably two years now. And it's such a powerful thing to do because it means that everything that I'm doing in my life, not everything, but a lot of the things that I'm doing in my week uh, align with my purpose. And I feel so much uh, freer and more satisfied uh, and more comfortable knowing that uh, I'm on track, you know, that I am heading in the right direction and I'm not wasting my days. So that's vision. It's a really, I just explained my 90 day uh, process, but in terms of the daily one, just finishing the sentence, success is so, so simple. will take you about three minutes to do that. The next one is focus. Uh, we've got our to-do list. You know, we, we always sort of carry, we lug that one around. Um, and we're going to talk about the debrief in a minute. So you would have a to-do list from the day before if you're doing this regularly. There's going to be some things on that to-do list that I call the big rocks. You know, what are the three big things that you want to achieve today? So when I set out my plan for the day, there may be 10, 20 30 things on my to-do list, but I just choose three big things and I say, you know, if I get that done today, then today is going to be a successful day. And so one of these things for today, for example, is to make sure I record this podcast. Okay, it is a big rock for me. It's really important for me that that gets done today uh, because I know that it's going to help me to fulfill my goal of maximizing the human experience. It's going to help me to connect with you and also to, in a small way, be a part of your success story. So that's really important for me. What's really important for you? What are your three big rocks for today going to be? All right. And once again, this is all set out in a, in a, a one-page document. Uh, it's called the GVFD Framework. You can get it by going to blueprintlifeacademy.com.au forward slash GVFD. You can download that there for free. And the last one, the D, is the debrief. Okay, so at the end of the day, you reflect on your success. Did you align your day with the GVF? Did you maintain an attitude of gratitude? Maybe you did some places, maybe you didn't in others. Did you take a a small step towards your vision of success. So when you pull out your piece of paper that's got your definition of success written on it, did you take a small step towards that? And it's really important that you acknowledge uh, even the tiniest step towards your vision for success because a, a tiny step is infinitely better than no step at all, um, which is even better than going in the wrong direction or going in some other direction. Did you knock over one, two, or three of your big rock goals today? So these, these are the debrief questions 
gratitude, vision, and success. How did you go with those? And as you go through those, it's really important that you recognize and acknowledge that success doesn't happen in one day. It happens with small, consistent wins stacked one on top of the other. Okay, so it's really important that it doesn't matter how big or small your success is, so long as it's aligned and it's going in the right direction, then it is a successful day. Now, hopefully you can see how all of these are sort of weaving together, how we're using gratitudes to prime ourselves for positivity. We're using um, creativity to connect ourselves with our vision. Where, and, and that allows us to have these aligned actions, which allows us you know, to plan and be laser focused throughout the day. So all of those, um, those create space for uh, elements that I talked about before, they are all summed up in this one simple exercise, the GVFD. Now I said earlier that it takes you about 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes in the evening. I actually do it in less time than that. Probably takes me 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes in the evening, but I try not to miss it because I just know how important it is um, to, to get these things done. And it, it actually builds a reservoir. It's not like, uh, you know, when things are going really well, I keep doing it because I know that I'm going to be building a reservoir for when things, when time gets tough. And even though I have that reservoir, when time gets tough, like this week has been, you know, I'm, I'm actually wanting to, to go away. It's our anniversary this weekend. So I've been, you know, cramming um, uh, five days into four and add on top of that, we've been launching three different programs at once this week. They all close this week. Uh, it's been pretty big, you know, it's been pretty overwhelming. I could have said, you know, I've done a lot of that work in the past. I've put in the effort. I'm just going to push through and I'm going to, um, you know, skip it this week. But I didn't, you know, I even more so. I, I got up earlier and I did my gratitude exercises. I made sure I was going out for my jog each morning. Uh, I was doing all of the things that I knew to do to prime myself for success this week. And uh, that's what I want you to think about doing because when life gets crazy and chaotic, our tendency is to back away from those self-care aspects, but it's, it's not the right thing to do. You've gotta look after yourselves uh, in in those moments even more so because when you're feeling overwhelmed like I said before it's the opposite of motivation you want to be you want to have your motivation pointing in the right direction and there are some really simple things that you can do to make that happen downloading and using the GVFD framework is one of those things so once again to grab that just go to blueprintlifeacademy.com.au forward slash GVFD. You can download that for free. I'm just going to leave you with one gratitude that I have, and that is I am grateful for you. You know, I am grateful for you being a part of the Blueprint community, you showing up and spending time with me each week. I am so grateful that I have people who listen to, enjoy, and engage with this podcast. If you've got any questions or if you've got a podcast that you would like me to do, feel free to send me an email. My email is andrew at blueprintlifecoaching.com.au. 
I would love to hear from you. Love to hear, you know, your successes or your wins or even some of your struggles, things that you would like to hear me talk more about. All right. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Bye for now.